maybe the uh, what I would say as a third thing is we have our own models for uh, expected threat and uh, expected goals. Uh, so we use our, our own modeling competencies. Uh, and the fourth one, I think that makes us different is uh, it's nothing cute, but uh, but it's the team uh, yeah. that we have uh, uh, trained data analysts and uh, video analysts on our team. So when we put together a report. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sporting Global podcast. And today I'm here with Tomas. And Tomas, first of all, thanks for taking the time. How's, how's everything going these days? Very good. My pleasure to uh, to work with you in this podcast. And Absolutely. For uh, the questions. <laughs> well, it's going to be a pleasure having you part of this, of course. And uh, we're going to dive a little bit into your background, a little bit about you know the the special project, or I mean, maybe not so special, but at least a very interesting project with Cube. Uh, of course, a little bit about your experience, some tips you have, and advice as well as always. But why don't, you, why don't you talk a little bit about your background and a little bit about you know how your journey in the sport industry began? Take us a little bit through your story and how it all started for you. Okay, uh, well, I'm, I'm from Hungary. I'm from Budapest. I'm an economist, uh, and uh, but first of all, I must mention my father right. because. Uh, when I was eight years old, he was the one who took me uh, to, to the first uh, football game. Nice. Uh, was, yeah, that was Ferenc Varos playing against Arhus, a Danish team. Mm -hmm. That was back in the in the eighties, so <laughs> quite quite long ago. Right. I still remember the score, and it was uh, it was a really fantastic experience for me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was I was a regular fan uh, of Ferenc Varos, biggest team in uh, in Hungary. Yeah. And uh, when I when I uh, jumping forward a little, when I started uh, the University of Economics uh, in uh, in Budapest, uh, from one of the management courses, we we have to put together uh, a study. Uh, on our own and my one was about uh, the national basketball association that nice. was uh, that was early early 90s middle of yeah. the night and uh, uh after uh, very shortly after that i ended up in the in the sports management faculty of the university mm. so uh, that was a a minor degree i uh, my my main degree is from finance and the uh, minor is from from sports management right. and also after the university when i was uh, uh, i was young i i worked on uh, the national team games uh, as a representative representative of uh, some of the sponsors and uh, it was it was really a really a nice uh, experience right and uh, yeah, basically, uh, I always loved uh, sports and I studied sports. Right. And the, the main thing came when uh, uh, Henrik Hegedus, who is now in charge of data analysis at the, at the Hungarian Football Association, mm. uh, uh, he just, uh, we happened to, to meet like uh, 10 years ago. Right. And immediately started to talk about, uh, about football. And uh, basically, uh, since since we knew each other, that uh, that gave me some uh, some opportunities to uh, to to work with uh, with Henrik on some uh, uh, some occasions uh, like uh, 
<clears throat> we invited Jonathan Wilson uh, to do uh, uh, an audience meeting uh, in uh, in Budapest. Right. And uh, for example, we watched the, the Hungary against Albania game together with uh, with Jonathan Wilson. And uh, mm -hmm. so, yeah. Uh, Step by step, I, I I went into went into sports again, and right. then I met, uh, met Attila like four years ago, uh, who is the, the owner and founder of Cube, yeah. and uh, since then we we worked together. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's it's kind of like the beauty of sports, right? It's kind of like a common ground between people and yeah, the, yeah, awesome absolutely starting point, you know, for conversations and and also in your case, right, business, you know, which is which is always good too. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's what makes this industry and this you know sports as well so fascinating sometimes, you know, in the way connect people. And and yeah, unfortunately, and I I told this uh, to the guys in in Cube that. Uh, fortunately, this is never going to be a true capitalist enterprise. Anything <laughs> around football, or if, if there will be one, it will be a problem because, uh, yeah, it's it's always uh, spiced up with uh, with people's love uh, of sports. Right. That gives a, uh, uh, I think, something new in in uh, compared to normal work experiences. Yeah. Very passionate. Exactly. So obviously you're you're the associated partner at XFB Analytics. Uh, you're obviously working close on Project Cube. Uh, what are some of your key responsibilities and tasks that you have in the in the company? It's a it's a quite small uh, team of twenty people. Yep. Uh, most of them are, are IT developers, but the rest of us, uh, basically, in most of the, the small companies, uh, we do everything. Right. So. Yeah, so definitely, I'm I, I'm I'm taking on uh, cleaning the whiteboard uh, before, uh, before the meetings and uh, and doing everything. But but mainly, I now focus on uh, business development and the develop development of the product. Uh, we are a mixed team of uh, IT and uh, and football people, mm. and uh, I am neither of uh, neither of them. So <laughs> I'm an economist. But I have a background in uh, in risk management uh, for financial institutions and uh, operational risk management for every kind of uh, companies and some some controlling. Yep. So it uh, I'm I'm pretty much uh, close to to how to manage a company and uh, and how to do modeling. Right. right. I try I try to uh, make use of of these competencies at the uh, at the company, but I. I participate in sales meetings as well as uh, as a specification of uh, uh, integration solutions for uh, for our company. So right. for our the, the the classic of uh, wearing multiple hats, you know. <laughs> yes, 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 and uh, it's much more comfortable for me than uh, than working for just one specific thing because right. uh, I have an overview of the whole thing and. In a way, uh, football clubs are still very similar to yeah. uh, to enterprises. It is. So yes. they they also have these multi hat people. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a very common that. thing in the in the sport industry, you know, and football industry for sure as well. Even though I would say football industry is, you know, the one that are much more prof professionalized now, so it's kind of like becoming larger and larger, more, you know, 
segregating in that sense. But let's let's move on a little bit on you know the 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 project cube, you know, and obviously one of the the key okay. you know, XFB analytics. Talk a little about you know what is cube about the football analysis system and a little bit about you know how it came to life. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, we started to work uh, four years ago with the Hungarian Football Association. Um, they were uh, partnering with Instat uh, as a data provider at that time. And our task was uh, to develop reports uh, based on Instat data. Okay. So what they were missing is, uh, is people who uh, understand uh, football and can, uh, <clears throat> let's see, develop reports uh, from, from Instat uh, raw data. Mm. And, um, since then, the, the Hungarian Football Association moved to moved to Scout and uh, they use Catapult and they have uh, a lot of uh, uh, workaround systems for sleeping data and so on. Right. Uh, right. So uh, we we still help them with uh, uh, providing own team analysis, uh, some general uh, analysis about the, the Hungarian championship yep. and opponent analysis before the uh, the games of the uh, the national team right. so basically it was a it was a a project based uh, start and mm. yeah after three years three and a half years we started to think with Attila that uh, that we should uh, expand a little and try ourselves in uh, in international markets we participated in the world football expo in Sevilla where we met <laughs> and uh, and now we uh, we develop a cube uh, in a way that it can be used as a also as a as a standalone system, so right. uh, right. controllers of the of the football teams. Yep. But we also yep. uh, strongly develop our internal uh, competencies uh, of uh, of football related consulting. Right. Because what we see is. Uh, is basically that the, the the raw data is one resource and uh, someone who is able to interpret uh, the data uh, that it can be used by uh, by video analysts uh, technical directors scouts uh, is another competency and uh, we we try to build this uh, this data interpretation competency in an automated way as well nice but also we are offering our uh, our services in that since uh, you know these uh, the subscriptions and the, the computers and the train staff, these are all expected things. And uh, what our business model offers for uh, for clubs is that they can start uh, start a low profile uh, data analysis function mm -hmm. and uh, see whether it gives them a, a new edge in the in the competition uh, or not. So it's a uh, we we offer uh, yeah the starting low a quite comfortable starting uh, position. Then it's always uh, in from economics we we use the make or buy uh, decision. And uh, since the big clubs uh, started this uh, this uh, data analysis function first, right. Uh, right. they started to Leicester and Liverpool. They started to build uh, their own competencies. So right. the was uh, was making it making the function yeah. but now you can also buy it and uh, since uh, the, the smaller clubs have a have a more risk averse approach right. uh, 
I think it makes sense uh, to to hire us and start uh, the the data function with the with the lower cost with us. Right, and obviously you know they don't have their the time and resources to to build their own, right? Like as the big clubs have, right? So they kind of you know have to look a bit outside, and then you know sometimes it's just a bit tricky to to kind of oh do we want to use the same system as you know the big club that they own you know maybe they get some insights you know there's always you know data protection you know insights you know football yeah. secrets right like that that they always try to to hide in this sense but but talk a bit about you know what makes cube different you know in from other football analysis systems and you know what have been some key outcomes of clients that you had using the system so far mm-hmm Okay, uh, I think the, the most important thing is that uh, we, uh, we try to use indicator uh, indicators and uh, descriptive data that is, uh, that is closer to, to functional competencies of football uh, than, than just the raw data. So right. uh, we, we have built, an indicator system uh, based on the 500 plus uh, basic indicators of uh, of Y Scout and yep. InShot. Yep. Uh, and so we built an indicator system that uh, describes things like uh, efficiency of dribbling or uh, mm -hmm. final word involvement or, or tackling skills. Right. So right. We, uh, we try to uh, describe football uh, to be understandable by the by the football guys, yes. just for raw data of uh, what was the average average length of uh, of a progressive pass of a midfielder, there are there are uh, not <clears throat> real life consequences that uh, uh, or uh, or real life experience can be uh, drawn from this uh, from these data. Uh, right. Since we have this indicator system, we can we can describe team style, team efficiency. Uh, player style and player efficiency. Mm. And regarding player style, that's the second thing uh, that we have developed the profile system, yep. Uh, yep. which describes not only the, the physical position uh, within a, a team structure, okay. uh, uh, but also uh, a playing style uh, of a uh, of a certain position. Right. So, for example, we differentiate uh, four. Uh, styles of a uh, of a uh, of a striker, uh, depending on whether he's a uh, more like a target man or a pressing mm. forward, yeah, uh, yeah. or a creative striker. Right. And right. we use it uh, based on a based on a weighting system and based on uh, what a player attempts to do on the field. Okay. Uh, most of the most of the data that is used is uh, is used for. Uh, for player performance uh, description yeah and for the profiling we are we don't really care really how efficient was a was a certain player but we try to measure what he tries to do on the field right. and based on that uh, we categorize them into into different styles and that makes uh, uh, sense uh, from a scouting uh, point of view from a from a team management point of view mm. and uh, it's easier uh, to to narrow down searches uh, when you are not only searching for uh, strikers with good performance indicators in a certain uh, price range, yeah. But you can also narrow down that okay for your team style you you need a target uh, type of striker and not like a creative forward. 
Right. So it's easier to do your shadow team uh, yeah. from the from the scouting list. Makes and sense. Uh, maybe the uh, what I would say as a third thing is we have our own models for uh, expected threat and uh, expected goals. Uh, right. so we use our our own modeling competencies. Uh, and the fourth one I think that makes us different is uh, it's nothing cute, but uh, but it's the team. Uh, yep. We have uh, uh, trained data analysts and uh, video analysts on our team. So when we put together a report for a for a client, we also do a first round of validation uh, whether what we see from the data can be seen from the from the videos as well. Right. So it's uh, what we what we aim for is uh, to be a good outsourced data team of a club that also does some, uh, some video based validations. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think, you know, before I kind of move on, because uh, obviously we're going to talk about, like, who is this tool for, like, you know, what are some critical things that, that people need to keep an eye on? But but obviously, you know, talking about data, right? And, and sort of like, you know, as you were talking about a lot of raw data, it's hard to use if you don't know how to use it, right? And sometimes you need to simplify this data and make it relevant, you know, for, for the end user or the consumer of it. Like, talk a little about, you know, that process of, like, you know, just making sure that the data speaks, you know, in the right way, you know, for the right kind of people. Absolutely. And uh, I think uh, a lot of times data, and that's not only true for football, but for right. uh, for for each industry and each area of our life, uh, right. data comes in uh, with, uh, with an image of, uh, of the new uh, solution to, to all of the problems. Right. <laughs> and as a messiah, it comes into to a lot of uh, like database sales or database risk management and, right. and every kind of area of life is uh, is coming through now. And I think it happened uh, football as well that it was uh, some somehow over positioned to to where it is really. And. Right. <laughs> What we see is uh, the data is it saves you a lot of time first of all, and can uh, enlighten uh, some of the areas that that you need development in, or that can can give you a, a competitive edge in sports. Sure. But definitely, it's like we would say that it's it's fifty percent data, fifty percent experience uh, in football. So it's a uh, it's not a not a single solution, and it's it's a very complicated one. That's why we, uh, you you need analysis. Right. So in a way, uh, we would say that uh, we are more speeding up things, and we are we are seeing all the all the events on the on the pitch, mm. while coaches and uh, the scouts they have the eye, they have the experience to right. what's exactly. going. But you know, 50 years ago, it was like 100 data that was uh, that was available for for one game, and you could see right. it all in the in the newspaper. Uh, now it's uh, it's about three million for one game, and uh, but there is no coach who sees these every every single uh, moment of uh, of play. Right, and then uh, I guess in a sense too, it's like you know how valuable are each of these you know three million points, right? Like data points it obviously some are more important than others as you were talking about in terms of like play style you know uh performance and, and stuff like that but but if we go a little bit you know into the tool um who is it you know targeted towards in the industry obviously the football industry 
And why is it critical, you know, for someone that wants to work with football analysis to learn, you know, these kind of tools, how to utilize data, how to kind of utilize football analysis tools. Talk a bit about, you know, why this is important now moving forward in the industry. Hmm. Uh, it's a it's a good question. Uh, <clears throat> above all, uh, I would say that uh, the previously mentioned development that there is data and technology uh, available. Right. Uh, in whenever it happens to an industry, it's a, it's a little bit uh, transforms the uh, the whole thing and. Uh, players who who start late or uh, just uh, are too conservative uh, can become can become obsolete uh, in a in a very little amount of time right uh, it's a it's a new uh, a new level of uh, of competition or a new area of competition in football mm. it's a very interesting uh, uh, industry in a sense that uh, the owners and uh, the the players and the coaches so everyone is is much more performance oriented than any other industries because right. it's not only a capitalist enterprise that wants to be good uh, like a, like a car company uh, yep. mission the mission is much more critical and uh, they try to use every single resource uh, to win a championship or to win a, a city derby uh, game right and uh so they will use well we know it from the italian uh, scandals and uh, uh, whatever club you you see even ferenc Varos, really every single resource is used to win a win a football game all right right the legal ones and the illegal ones <laughs> the, the nice history it's it has a critical importance to win right and uh, I think uh, since technology appeared and data is there, and there are the uh, a couple of the first uh, real-life examples of Leicester, Liverpool, Brentford, uh, uh, Salzburg, that technology can give right. you uh, a competitive edge, yep. everybody yep. follows. Whoever is not following is uh, is probably going down. So it's right. uh, it's not a... These are not the days of uh, of conservative uh, uh, team managements. You must use uh, technology. So it's I think it's a it's basically for everyone. It's a must, uh, but also as I mentioned before, it's not a not a single solution. It's a good right. uh, compulsory, uh, not compulsory, but uh, an auxiliary uh, resource of, uh, of right. food. Yeah, and I mean, like you know, obviously, you know. Uh, who would you say kind of like are the typical people in in a football club that are using you know cube in their analysis like is it is it coaches is it scouts like what what kind of roles are you usually kind of working with that kind of use these tools as a as okay this is one of their main pain i, I also know you know players sometimes they come in they take a look at their data with the coach and stuff like that but but talk a lot talk a little bit about like who are the primary users you know in the football club mm -hmm. that, are, that are that are using this tool I think a, a digital uh, digitalized football club, uh, a, a data analyst is uh, in most cases uh, is uh, has a, a relationship with the technical director or the sports director. Yep. 
the scouts and the video analysts. Right. And uh, they are the ones who then uh, first uh, give the information to the coaches uh, or the players and uh, and try to uh, try to find solutions uh, together with them. There are examples like uh, uh, the lead uh, players who, who like to see the data and right. who are re reading the data. There are examples. We met we met clubs uh, in Seville uh, mm -hmm. who forbid data analysts uh, to to talk to players. Yeah. And about, about this issue, I think Adrian Tarascon, who is now in Lille uh, mm -hmm. as a, as head of sports science, uh, he said that uh, yeah, sometimes it's uh, it's better to leave alone players and integrate data more in the training process than to to give them the direct feedback that okay. Your position was not optimal uh, in this uh, in this attacking scheme, right. and you, because the speed speed of top level football is just uh, too high for that, and uh, you are <clears throat> you cannot let people uh, to to start to make ad hoc decisions uh, on the on the field. Right, it's, right. <laughs> it's it's much much more speedy uh, these days uh, than, than that. So it's a uh, you you have to change instinct and uh, and and fast thinking of uh, of players uh, in situations and that can be done I think more like uh, through through training training sessions. Absolutely. So that's the, some of the approaches they don't like uh, the data is directly shown uh, to. Oh, for uh, sure, for sure. I think you know at a general players. level, there's always better to kind of like let the players you know focus on the field and uh, and recovery and do their job there right and then the, the the team around you know kind of you know utilizing the data as a resource right to extract yeah. that for the players but as as you know too there's always a few players you know that that likes to have their fingers a bit more uh, involved in the pieces but it's also for you know I guess in a sense for educational purposes right to learn a bit more and maybe thinking ahead right where are they going to go next some of the players tends to, you know, go into the coaching side, maybe analytics, uh, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, so obviously, it's it's uh, it, it's good to see kind of like the utilization of it, right? And and to kind of wrap up here, like, what, what kind of tips do you have, you know, for for people, students, you know, looking to work with football analysis? What what, what kind of advice, tips would you give them in terms of you know learning these kind of tools, being a little bit on top of things since you're working so close with these football clubs on this kind of topic? Mm -hmm. um, uh, there was a there was a conference in uh, in Bratislava uh, a few months ago where we met uh, quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of students and they were asking uh, the the same question. Yeah, and, uh, I would say that uh, that focusing solely on uh, how uh, databases work and how to develop a backend solution in football, uh, how to do a, a, a low-code uh, tool or how to do a report uh, that is good uh, is, is, is it the obvious uh, competency. But I think even at, at their level, you must have this 50% uh, balance with, uh, with data and experience. So I would say uh, watching football, talking to, uh, to video analysts, uh, to, to coaches, to players is is as important as uh, as knowing the the data and uh, 
putting together uh, a nice presentation about uh, about a certain uh, specific problem of a, of a team. What uh, the the sciences, the sports science uh, unit, the head of sports science unit at IOX is Sada mm. uh, and she said that uh, you may know the from data, you may know the position of uh, of two defenders, right. but you you must see the game uh, to see whether they were looking at the ball at that moment what the data describes uh, whether they were the body was already in an alert uh, position and they were ready to uh, react they were aware of each other's positions right. and so on a lot of things that you can only see uh, during the game right. and uh, you must know these little things uh, not to go to to a football coach uh, with a with a mis misinterpreted data, uh, yeah. because these these little things uh, are are uh, are very important. Like there is this uh, the Dutch uh, football training uh, school teaches young kids uh, the the sequence of what uh, areas of the of the field to look at first when they look up when they uh, when they ball. And if you don't know that, that someone is trained in that school and uh, you, you right. just tell that they choose the, the wrong solution, uh, you may go wrong uh, with, with data, just like right. uh, uh, as the previous case uh, was described. So it's, I think talking, talking to football people is, is super important. You, they, they know so many details uh, about this game, and there are so many details in this game that uh, that it's it's super important to, yeah. to have at least yeah. some understanding of uh, of football itself. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, I think it's a perfect way to wrap up this podcast. You know, with a, a little bit of you know, make sure you have the 50-50, You know, of uh, analysis, data, understanding, and of course, you know, the football football experience. So. There you go. Uh, with that, Tomas, of course, I'd like to thank you so much for, for taking the time, you know, for sharing your insights and tips with our audience. And, uh, you know, thanks, thanks, thanks for taking the time. It was my pleasure. And uh, yeah, whenever there is an opportunity to talk, to, to talk about football, I, I love to do that because uh, it's a fantastic thing. And we're looking forward to do a lot of cool things together as well, you know, with Cube and Sporting Global. So everyone stay tuned for that. So, of course, everyone that has been all the way at the end, you know, make sure to like the video, subscribe as well to get, you know, weekly tips every week. You know, every Monday we release a new podcast. So make sure to check that out. And if you haven't already, you know, make sure to join the Sporting Global community and check the amazing courses that we're offering at academy.sportingglobal.com. So you can get a head start in your career and learn some real life challenges and tips and uh, stay tuned for a course coming with us and cube as well so that's going to be exciting all right with that tamas uh, all the way at the end here i have one more final um what do we call it like it's a uh, it's like a tradition you know at the sporting global yeah. podcast so i have to i have to teach you a little bit norwegian <laughs> so that's what we go ahead yeah so <laughs> with every video we do we always finish with the snuckes which means see you later in Norwegian. So that's what you have to say. There you go. Easy. <laughs> All right. That's thank you. OK, then in return, uh, Hungarian is a, is a tough language. Yeah. Uh, so we say it. 
Viszontlátásra! Viszontlátásra! Perfect! Alright, thank you so much, Thomas. Thank, thank you. you! Thank you, it was my pleasure. <laughs> Alright, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.